2.14 on this Friday afternoon, which means, as always, being joined by Brent Lehman from North Adams Schools. Welcome back. It's good to be here and uh, appreciate the time to uh, come and talk about North Adams and and, and all that's uh, happening around uh, uh, the northern part of the county. And uh, today brings up the end of January already, so uh, it seems... Um, Hard to believe that another whole month, uh, a month of this of this new year has uh, has already vanished. But uh, things are happening. I want to give you a few reminders and then uh, get a couple other announcements. And and as always, well, this time of year, I'll have a few comments to make about the legislature. And, oh, uh, no. and I'll behave today. I'll behave. Don't have to panic. Um, see if I can avoid the. Uh, <laughs> Uh, disclaimer uh, today but uh, I do want to just again reminders um, Belmont Elementary parent-teacher conferences February 12th Belmont Middle School parent-teacher conferences February 12th and then the parent freshman orientation which are the eighth graders is February 12th so if you haven't marked February 12th on your calendar uh, you need to do that and uh, the conferences are from 3.30 to 7. And for those of you that have 8th grade students, who are certainly the ones that need to be at the freshman orientation, uh, that meeting is at 6.30. And that will be down uh, in the high school in the Erickson Theater. So uh, get those marked on your calendar and, and plan to join us on that evening. Well, many of you heard about the EvaCore uh, on uh, screening that was uh, done at AB Cinema, but due to the overwhelming response of people wanting to see that, uh, you may remember they had two showings on, uh, I believe it was just Monday of this week, and uh, this has uh, been put together with the Decatur Public Library, the Belmont High School Library, the Adams Central Library, the Belmont History Club, and AB Cinema. Uh, we're going to host another screening on Monday, February 10th. And that uh, screening is free. And again, it's open to the community. So if you are unable to get to the completely uh, filled uh, screenings this past Monday, we welcome you uh, to come and attend. And uh, that screening um, is going to be this time uh, if I understand correctly, at the uh, Belmont High School Erickson Theater uh, for people who would like to still see that. You can see a trailer of this documentary by visiting our website or our Facebook page. And if you haven't heard, this screening uh, was a partnership initiative to commemorate the 75th anniversary of the liberation of uh, Auschwitz. And uh, uh, Eva uh, is a documentary of a Holocaust survivor and it's an incredible story, and uh, we just, uh, again, welcome you to be a part of that. And uh, for those of you that got to see it the first time around, I'm, I'm sure you found it uh, quite uh, enlightening in, in many ways. So, uh, again, that's going to be on February the 10th, and uh, so keep that in mind uh, as we move into the month of February. The National Honor Society at Belmont High School is taking part in a Pay It Forward initiative. Teens for Jeans, February 1st through the 14th, the National Honor Society students will be collecting used jeans to be delivered to uh, homeless shelters 
and we uh, and that is via the uh, um, Aerosopel uh, company. All adult genes will be donated to homeless shelters, and children's genes will be given to local charity organizations. And uh, if you join us tomorrow at the boys' home basketball game versus Leo, those members will be collecting genes there at the game. And if you can't attend the game, but you do want to donate, uh, collection boxes will be available around the K-12 campus, or you may drop them off at the high school library anytime between the 3rd and the 14th. So uh, help us out. And, and, and I do want to let you know that those genes uh, can be slightly used. And uh, those are also welcome, and it'll serve a great need. And um, we just uh, welcome you to participate in that as our, once again, our students uh, try to see the world as a little bit bigger than just themselves and uh, give an opportunity to help others. Also want to uh, make another reminder that our pre-K and kindergarten registrations are coming up. And uh, the preschool roundup will be Wednesday, February the 19th from 4.30 to 6. And that is at the Belmont Elementary School. And all families with children ages 3, 4, and 5 are invited to attend the registration event. And the enrollment is based on availability, so you do want to get in and uh, get registered. And uh, we will have a special guest um, on the show next week. And... Uh, they will be sharing about preschool and all that goes through um, a day in the life of a preschooler. Um, sounds pretty good <laughs> compared to our lives. But, yeah, it's uh, eat, sleep, and play, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, it sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but that'll I'm writing be, that in my new contract. Yeah, okay. You, uh, I'll let you know how all that works out. Yeah, I bet you... Well, anyway, you let me let yeah. me know how that works out. Uh, that that'll be great. But uh, but yes, next week uh, on this show, uh, you will uh, be able to hear a special guest talking about that program. If you plan for your child to enroll in preschool for next year, uh, you won't want to miss uh, the radio show next week. And uh, we also want you to mark your calendar for the registration. And then the uh, kindergarten. Uh, roundup will be uh, coming up in March, and that's March the 12th at 4:30, and that too will be at Belmont Elementary School. And uh, we'll we'll have more information on that one as we move farther into the spring. Winter sports are winding down. Although, can you call them winter sports if we never have a winter? I, I'm mm -hmm. not sure how that works, but. Um, they are winding down, and as we try and always do, we would just like to congratulate all of our athletes on their hard work throughout the season. Uh, most of these sports began way back in October, and they, there's been a lot of hours put in. But as we approach the postseason tournament, we want to wish all of our winter athletes a good luck and success uh, during the sectionals, and may they continue to play well past the sectionals and into the additional weeks of play. So uh, just to let everybody know, the wrestling sectional is tomorrow, and that's at Jay County. And you'll remember that um, the Belmont wrestlers were able to win what they called a team tournament here a few weeks ago for Class 2A, and that was certainly exciting. Uh, this sectional tournament under the IHSAA will be the, your typical, uh, how do we say it, every, every man for themselves as uh, they wrestle their way through the tournament. And uh, we look forward to 
watching them wrestle over the next several weeks. Girls basketball uh, will begin sectional play Wednesday down at Mississinawa, and they will be uh, playing Eastern, and that's a 6 o'clock start time. Uh, we were talking before we got on the radio here. I believe uh, every team in that sectional down there at Mississinawa has won at least 12 games this year. So it could be um, uh, quite a contest down there. So we'll see how that goes. And girls swimming, that's uh, next week. And that too is at Jay County. Uh, and then uh, I th- believe it's the week after that, boys swimming. We'll talk about that uh, when that time comes. But uh, tourney time is here. And uh, we look forward to watching uh, not just uh, the Belmont Braves, but all the local students, South Adams and Adams Central, who will be competing. And uh, we just uh, we're proud of all of them and uh, that they represent us well um, as we um, move into the tournaments. Uh, Let me take a moment to talk about uh, information that was uh, put out by the city. Uh, for several months, there's been a lot of conversation about crosswalks around the campus. And uh, the city did what I felt was absolutely the right thing to do. Uh, they got the uh, professional engineers to review uh, the, the roads around the campus. And uh, that report, is it's still in draft mode, so to speak. Um, but they've looked at it, and uh, they have some comments and some suggestions. Uh, First of all, uh, the city was commended for all the signage they put at Aug Street and over on Piqua Road. And uh, the folks who did this study said uh, the signage that was there uh, far exceeded the requirement for a safe crosswalk. But as is typically the case, uh, our city wanted to go even above and beyond that. So if you've been out past the campus, you'll notice at those two locations, there are now signs in the middle of the street and um, those crosswalks are well marked and um, we just uh, again encourage everyone to be very cautious and alert. Uh, the question came up with the the sign in the middle of the street. It, it starts out with a little stop sign and it, but then it says when yielding to pedestrians or something like that. I don't remember exactly what it says but you don't have to stop at that stop little stop sign all the time. You just have to be aware. And if there are people ready to cross, you de- do need to, to stop. So I commend the city on uh, really digging into that and looking at that and seeing what is the best way to, to address that. Over at our entrance, uh, there were several suggestions from a rebuild of the whole intersection there at the campus. Uh, to moving some things around. Uh, There's some more data that needs to be gathered. Uh, But in the meantime, uh, SRO Trent Bussey will still be out there uh, helping to direct traffic and and making sure everyone's safe. So again, those are some changes that are in the works. Uh, Appreciate the city and and all they do to help us. And I also want to commend uh, the police. They uh, came and talked to all of our younger kids about um, being safe when they walk. And uh, that was also a really great, great opportunity. Well, as I mentioned, a little conversation about the legislature. Um, I, I would tell everyone uh, it, was, it was like the first, first week of the legislative session wasn't even over yet. And I mentioned that I think there were only a total of uh, maybe uh, 16 bills that had anything to do with education. And I said, well, we'll see. 
Um, well, let's just talk about the House. Uh, the House ended up with 77 bills that impacted education. Um, the good news is things had to come out of committee this week, and they have to have the final vote in their original House next week. So the first half of the session is essentially over. The nice part about that is there's only 21 of those 77 bills that are still alive. And uh, so uh, what would that be? 56 of them uh, we uh, have moved on into maybe some other year. And uh, I say that with a little hesitation because there are ways that as we get to the end of the session, language that was in a bill that died can be... I don't know if it's because word processing is so easy now. They can just capture and copy that entire language and paste it into one of the bills that's still alive. And uh, So what you're saying is that wonderful uh, Control-C and Control-V works very well in the computers down there. And they use it a lot. <laughs> um, but being a short session, I think that won't be quite as prevalent this year. But um, there are a lot of things that are just off the table at this point in time. Uh, I do thank the legislature for many of the things they're doing as far as testing. And uh, you may have seen the, the talk about the February count where um, we're going to have to have a new count in February. And if a senior was an early grad, which we encourage kids to do things, uh, we get penalized because now we're going to lose funding because they went out as an early graduate. Uh, I, I think that bill right now looks like it might, it's going to pass out of the House, we'll see what happens in the Senate. Um, but we really appreciate that. But I do want to uh, just share that there are times we, we wonder uh, about our legislators sometimes, and of course I'm one of those who does that. But, but I will tell you, there are times that some of the uh, colleagues to the legislatures bring up some really strange things. And it all has to do with something special in their area. Let me tell you, Senate Bill 425 is a disannexation bill. What this bill says, and it only applies to Green Township up by John Glenn Schools, and what this bill would say is if the people in Green Township wanted to be in the John Glenn School District, they could just make that decision and work with John Dent Glenn School District and move all those kids to John Glenn. They don't have to ask the school district that they are currently in to even be part of the conversation. So let me give you an example. Here in Adams County, North Adams and Adams Central, all the people that live in Union Township could just say, we want to switch school districts. And they could just do that. They wouldn't have to work with the North Adams School Board or anybody else in the whole county. Uh, and right now that's not legal. And I think that looks like one of those things that would probably be better if it stayed not legal. But nevertheless, those are some of the interesting things that happen. And with that... Uh, I look forward to listening next week as we talk about preschool. And on that note, we'll talk to you in a couple more weeks. Okay. And that's Brent Lehman from North Adams Schools. This is Channel Z, 92.7 FM.